what up? Jimmy Murray here with Frank Petalano, and we are the Cashflow Kings. The Cashflow Kings podcast discusses money, finance, mindset, and investing with an emphasis on cash flowing real estate. Thanks for joining the Cashflow Kings, and welcome to our new episode, A Teenage Millionaire with Ava Jurgens. We're here to help you crush your goals. So guys, I think you are going to absolutely love this episode. This episode is all about flawless execution at a young age um, and just chasing personal excellence. So Ava, welcome to the podcast. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. So guys, a little bit of background. Ava is based out of the Midwest. And where do you currently own property? Yeah, so I own property right outside of Milwaukee. That's where my long-term, ten- my long-term rentals are. And then I have a short-term rental in the Smoky Mountains. Amazing. So which one came first? I did start with my long-term rental. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, all right. You buy the first long-term rental. What makes you, or what gives you the push to go and chase a short-term rental? Like what triggers that idea? Yeah. So I actually read Avery Carl's book. It's short-term rental, long-term wealth. And I was just so impressed with how much cash flow you could actually make with short-term rentals. So I was all about that just because, I mean, when you go from getting like a couple hundred a month to getting like thousands a month in cash flow, like that's a huge difference and it can help you grow your portfolio just so much faster. So that's kind of what gave me the push to go towards like the short-term rental route. Also, I love trying like new things. Love that. Love that. So as you make that transition, right? Um, how do you start your research? Is it all from the book or is there other things that you read, podcasts you listen to? Like, how did you develop the basis to have the confidence to execute the plan? Yeah, I can literally go step by step how I acquired the short term rental and like the steps I took. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then how anyone can do this. So, first, I educated myself. So, of course, I, as I mentioned, I read the book. Whenever I'm like going into a new asset class, I always just find the best book on it and read it. And then I also watched just a bunch of YouTubers who, we're in the short-term rental space and not the ones who are like are super salesy, but I specifically uh, watch the ones that are actually going to provide value and like provide value over getting views. And those are the people that I love. And that's pretty much what I did for the education part. And then the second thing I did was kind of just make a step-by-step checklist on every step I needed to take in order to actually acquire that short-term rental. And then along with each bullet, so like find an agent, pick a market, all that kind of thing. I had like a deadline right next to it. So it's like, okay, I need to find an agent in a week. And it's not just something, oh, I could do that, you know, next month or anything. And then the third thing was acquiring the financing. So I actually did a really unique financing structure with this, which I would love to talk about. Um, Hell yes. I'm all in creative finance, always, always. Mm -hmm. Because since I'm a minor, I'm not allowed to get a loan on my (laughs) own. So I have to go with partners. So So pause there. Pause there. So guys, listening in, if you heard the title. Um, that Frank shared earlier. Ava, how old are you again? 17. So guys, she owns most probably most of you guys listening and no disrespect, but like get your hustle up. (laughs) So, all right, sorry, go ahead. Creative finance. Basically, I needed to find someone to partner with first. So what I did was I made a presentation slide deck that like all the stuff I learned from the book, I just like put it in a slide deck. I put numbers in it, like how a deal would look like. And then I pitched to people. And at my local RIA, like those are the people I targeted, not necessarily family and friends, because I maybe mean, we can talk about it later, but I used family for my first deal. And this deal, I just, I did not want to use family. I wanted to use different investors. So I pitched it. And this like took a, this was really hard. 
this is probably the hardest part of getting it. I had to pitch it to about 20 different people before I actually got someone to say yes. I love that's it. not so, that bad though. All, all in all, right? Like that's not that bad. Yeah, I know that, like, it, from where you're at, you're like, man, that sucked. But that's yeah. like, 100% rule. It's not bad. bad. Yeah. So um, basically I pitched to a bunch of people and I finally got someone to say yes. And how we actually did the deal was they, my partner, they're the money partner. We're like the sweat equity partner. They get the loan and upfront, they're going to bring the down payment, the closing costs, and then any repair costs. Mm -hmm. But so they bring that all up front and then picture this, you split it in half. So over time, all the cash flow we get from the rental just goes down to paying half of it off. And one of the halves is considered our halves as a sweat equity partner. And the other half is the money partner. And then we just, I just keep paying down my half with the cash flow. And then once my half is paid off with the cash flow from our short-term rental, we revert back to splitting the profits 50-50. Got it. Do you guys need me to re-explain that? I know it's kind of confusing. So, yeah, let me let me try to re-explain re that, right? So if they bought, I'm going to make a round number. If the financial buy-in was 50 grand, mm -hmm. say you're getting $1,000 a month in cash flow that you both split. Mm -hmm. So you share the 500, 500. Your 500 goes in towards that 50 grand to make you a 50% partner? It actually, all the cash flow goes towards paying down my half until it's actually back to 50-50. Got you. Okay. And the money is just going back to the partner. Right. That it's totally, kind of, yeah. that's actually brilliant because that provides mm -hmm. financial protection. So you have to operate the asset to produce the cash flow, mm -hmm. but it, it makes you whole. So you do all the footwork, they get to do the paperwork, you make it yeah. happen. Mm -hmm. And it was 10% down, like the loan we got because it was like, we did a second home loan with it. So it was 10% down, which made the down payment like a lot cheaper than it would have been. I was going to ask that because I know like we had interviewed Tony Robinson at one point, which is super cool. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so how do you make it happen after the first few? And he's like, well, that's where it gets a little bit gray because like your traditional banks, they don't want to chase the Airbnb stuff because it's still new. And they're old school. And they don't want to touch that, even though it's way more lucrative than the buy and hold shit. But they know that. Right. Mm -hmm. So have you explored like on your the next one you're looking to buy? Are you thinking short term or are you thinking long term? So for my next one, I'm probably gonna go long term, but bigger multifamily, just because right. in the long term, I feel like it's just gonna build you more wealth over time, just being multifamily. And I'm talking like bigger multifamily, like five okay. plus units. So getting into the commercial space. Good stuff. But I mean, yeah, continuing on with the steps. Um after we figured out financing, I just did a bunch of research on which market I wanted to choose. I ended up choosing, as we said earlier, the Smoky Mountains because, I mean, at the time, it's kind of a pricier market now, but at the time, like the price, you were still able to like find a property to profit if you like did enough digging. So like, the average daily rates and then the occupancy rate, it made sense for the house prices. And then also like popularity, it's the most visited national park in the US. So it was good on that. And then I'm trying to think there's like three P's price, popularity, and blanket on the third P there's like three metrics okay. you should look for in a market. So um, how are you, how are you finding these numbers? Like what tools are you using to develop this analysis? Yeah. So for the actual, like figuring out the numbers, I recommend something called AirDNA. Mm -hmm. um, they give, you can pay for a membership to get like even better numbers, but like you can generally tell what a market looks like by just using like the free version. So that's a really great tool that I used and that anyone can use because it's just on Google. And then for like figuring out the pop popularity and stuff, it's just easy to research. No doubt. 
Yeah. And then after that, I just had to determine the property criteria. So obviously if you're buying in the Smokies, you're going to want to buy a cabin because people aren't going to want to stay at like a modern residential home or anything. And then the next step is just figuring out like, do you want to, how do you want to market, I guess, or is this going to be an off market deal or if it's going to be on market? We went with an agent. And if you do go with an agent, you need to make sure your agent like specializes and SDRs own some themselves. And then the last step is just honestly finding the deal, analyzing a bunch of them when they come on the MLS or if you're doing like off-market stuff, just finding it out, running a bunch of numbers and then getting it under contract. So let's let's re- let's run one of those components back. Something that you said that is super important. Find a realtor that owns short-term rentals that understands the game. Mm-hmm. I preach this every day, right? So like people are like, well, my friend or my aunt or my uncle they're a realtor i want to buy a multi i'm like well how many multis do they own oh they don't then how are they going to bring you through that process oh but it's my aunt or my i'm like okay cool so you're going to wind up with something that probably doesn't cash flow you're going to hate the game that's pretty good for me so i have one less person to compete with but like you're gonna shoot yourself in the foot so i always go back i tell the story and frank's probably heard this a hundred times but i love hearing stories I love Jeep Wranglers, right? Actually, mm-hmm. I had a Jeep Wrangler in to buy a truck, so I didn't have to pay as much in taxes this year. So it sucks, but love my Jeep Wranglers. Um, first time I bought a Jeep was in 2014. And I walked into the dealership. I sat down with a guy. I'm like, do you, want a, do you own a Wrangler? And he's like, no, nah, I drive that Toyota over there. I'm like, cool. Send me the guy who like owns a Jeep. Like, how are you going to sit in a Jeep dealership and not sell a Jeep? Or mm-hmm. own a Jeep and try and sell Jeeps? How am I going to try and manage and purchase and develop multifamilies. I don't own multifamilies. How are my clients going to trust me? So I personally, I think that's super important. Like, how are you going to take advice from somebody that doesn't play in that arena? So I admire that uh, you cracked that code pretty early to find a realtor that actually knows the game. Ava, I want to back up a little bit. I want you to think way, way back. How did you get started? What was those little ideas that you got you rolling to even think about investing? I, I mean, we're talking a long time ago for you, I know, but still. Yeah, so I can tell you the full story of how exactly I got into it. Yeah. So I, yeah, I was, it was my sophomore year of high school. I was in my history class and we started learning about a guy named Andrew Carnegie. And he had the, uh-huh. yep, the Let's Carnegie Steel Congregation. Yeah. And so he built this big corporation, a super successful guy. Like he was basically the Jeff Bezos, the Elon Musk of his time. And I just remember learning about him and being so inspired to do something so big and great like that. And, you know, be so rich, just kidding. <laughs> okay. but just like actually do something crazy big and make an actual impact. And then I like searched up something so dumb on the internet. I was just like books to make you successful and rich dad, poor dad came up. Oh my God. Sure. So original. I know, but Um, so I read, I made my sister drive me to target right after school that day. And we basically, I forced her cause I didn't have my driver's license. I was 15 and I forced her to drive me to target. I got the book. I came home and funny enough, my dad was literally at the top of the stairs when I came home and he's never home at this time. He had just work. He owns a business. He's always like out and he's standing at the top of the stairs with a mask on. And this is 2020. So he had COVID and basically since I was close contact, I had to quarantine, but blessing in disguise that gave me all the time to read this book. And oh, yeah. yeah, that's how I kind of got into real estate. And then I basically just read like all the books, listened to all the podcasts. And then eventually 
I just started going to the RIA and I was like, going to wait till I was 18, but I just was so impatient. And I was like, we're just going to go now. So that's kind of how that. it started. Love that. That's mm-hmm. awesome. What do you think is your favorite podcast? Like, what do you think mm-hmm. was your, the most helpful podcast as you worked your way on this journey? Um, I would say just for like general multifamily, probably bigger pockets. But then once I started learning about more things, real estate, and like when I went to the Airbnb space, it was Avery Carl's podcast. But now it's honestly, I love just having a combination of real estate podcasts, but also podcasts that are like just business focused or maybe sales focused. It's good to like have a good thing of all. And that's why I like your guys' podcast. Cause it's like, it's heavily focused on real estate, but you also talk about mindset money and all this stuff. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. I wasn't searching for a shout out, but I appreciate that. I, no, you I'm, got a shout out. You got a people, shout out. You deserve uh, it. People always give me a bit of a hard time. They're like, what real estate podcast do you listen to? I'm like, I don't. I don't. I'm just obsessed with Andy Frisella. So that's all I listen to. Oh, honestly, yeah. Better or worse. So, um, but I do mix in some taste movie and some other things sometimes. Um, but I'm super focused on the business stuff too. So mm-hmm. me looking up, I know the listeners don't know this, but as we're recording here, I was looking up because I was looking for my book on Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people. And that was that pivotal as I launched my company. So um, it's cool. I have a different frame today in my office, but I've got probably close to hundred books up on my bookshelf wrapping around the office. So I love that you started out with a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a similar story too, because in high school, I had this really great accounting teacher. And she's like, listen, I know that you're going to get assigned these five books for summer reading. She goes, don't worry about it. She's like, I'll cover for you if you get in trouble. She's like, read this one book. And it was Rich Dad Poor Dad. Really? I was a sophomore in high school. So as you're telling that, I'm like, I appreciate my teacher, Christina Dad, that gave me the book. She's like, this is the book that you need. And I was like, dope. And that's kind of how mine started too. So respect there. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it because uh, me as a teacher, and I was a history teacher. Just, uh, I always tried to mix in different things about business and economics. And obviously, everybody focuses on teaching to the test right now. But um, at the time, it's like, but they also have to learn about life and what yeah. they're going to do for the rest of their life. So, you know, start putting in ideas right now. And not everybody is going to become a professional athlete. Not mm-hmm. everybody's going to become a millionaire rapper. It's a mm-hmm. lot easier to become a millionaire real estate investor. Shoot, we have three in the room with us right now. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So what does your journey look like now? So you own short-term rental, long-term rental. Are you going to school? Are you still in school? Are you going to college? Running a business? Like where are you at? Yeah. So to answer the school question, I graduated my junior year of high school. Not because I'm like extra smart, just I took the right credits. I got it done. So technically I'm supposed to be a senior right now, but I'm not because I graduated and then for real estate right now. So don't get me wrong. Partnering with people is such a powerful tool, but it's also, it makes the deal a lot more stressful just because other people's money is involved. Obviously you can be as safe as you can be like we, I'm as safe as I can be with their money, but there's always going to be that underlying stress no matter what. So the next deal I'm focusing on, it's going to be a multifamily, but I want it to be all of my own money. So basically I was thinking about going the realtor route, but it was just taking too long. You have to be 18. So I needed to figure out another way to make money. And basically I was, you know, being in real estate, you want to build up your personal brand on social media. So that's what I was doing. 
And I started like at the beginning of summer. And by the end of summer, I had like not a whole bunch of followers. It was like 20K on Instagram. But like it was still like a significant, like way more than I had before. And I realized I actually really enjoyed like building up a personal brand and social media. So I decided to start another company that helps like business owners, entrepreneurs make social media. Yeah. And like help them specifically with short form content just to like build up their own personal brands and market their content or whatever they're trying to sell, like bring their content back to that. And I started a business like that. And within two weeks, it was a six figure business. Holy shit. Yeah. And the clients it's billed monthly. So the clients I get, like, it's like six figures annually, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but, yeah, no, it's, it's still impressive. Like that doesn't change my reaction. That's still dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, but, no. um, and then all the money I'm making from that, it will go till towards my next deal. Look at that. The reverse. So the coolest thing, like as we go through these stories, your reverse engineering is the game, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of people, like a lot of people, come at me and they're like, "You're ready, fire, aim." And I'm like, no, there's reverse engineering behind the scenes. It just looks like that. Right. So mm-hmm. I think like you guys listening in, the, the biggest thing to pay attention to is like, figure out what that goal is and then reverse engineer your way to get there. Figure out what you like, what you don't like, where you want to bring that partner in, things that you want to do, the things you don't want to do um, and get after it. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy, to make you laugh on this, um, obviously we have quite the Instagram following and we see people all the time, but I haven't done as good of a job of looking for other people in the industry. And uh, Ava actually reached out to us I to did. offer social media marketing for us. And I, so I, 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 I checked out her profile and I was very impressed with the amount of real estate she was talking about and the followers and, and, and how much engagement she was getting and everything else. And while, while we're not using her service, when I saw that she was a real estate investor, I said to her, I said, Hey, she should come on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Ava, do you want to give a shout out for your social media business and where folks can find you? Yeah. So you can just check out any of my social medias or reach out to me anywhere from there. But my main social media is Ava Jurgens. And then if you, there's like ways to contact me through there, but like my business is called personal brand launch, pblaunch.com. If you want to check me out and are interested in my service. Nope. There you go. Ava Jurgens, uh, Ava A V A Jurgens, Y U E R G E N S. Just to make sure that everybody gets it there. Yeah, right. it's kind of hard to spell. So. All right, so let's ask some uh, questions that we ask every guest that we have. The first question is: If someone wants to become a better investor, what would you recommend? Hmm. Okay. So you know how I mentioned that little like bullet checklist thing earlier. I say you figure out first, just figure out your asset class you want to do. Is this asking if how to be better or how to do it? How to, how someone else can be better. Okay, you know, I'm going to redo this. Yeah. If you need to give someone advice on how they could become a better investor, what do you recommend they do? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd say in all aspects of your life, just give, provide value, whether it's to like real estate investors or just Anyone in that process in general, like, I don't know, a loan officer, a broker, but also make sure you're, I'm just, I'm super weird. I'm like, I feel like good things just happen to good people. And like, I just am always like, I, I love to donate and stuff. And I think 
donating and just doing good things, holding open the door, picking up the trash on the sidewalk, like those things always come back to you. And I feel like not only just being nice to people in the real estate space, but just outside of it and doing good things will make you a better investor. You'll be happier. And I just think that's my best advice. Just be a good person. Love that. So have you stumbled across the power of the universe yet in terms of like the secret? Mm, no, I have yeah, not. So I, this is, I, yeah. So this is your next thing. The secret with Rhonda Byrne. I think you're already like a purveyor of the universe, but that mm -hmm. could be some secret sauce as well. Mm -hmm. But like, I've just grown up always like doing the little things and I feel like it's been treating me well so far. So yeah. it's my I best advice to anyone. So uh, one of the things I would add to that is uh, obviously you're committed in taking action. I think that's one of the things that a lot of mm -hmm. people who want to be investors are not doing. Like, Jimmy, you and I are at the meetings all the time. And there are people that have been at the meetings for a couple of years and they just they still haven't done a deal yet. But well, you know what's funny? I sat down with an investor this week to smoke a cigar with him. He's like, hey, I met this guy. I think he goes to the Rylan Ria. And he's like, this and that and this and that. I'm like, oh, yeah guy's name and i'm like he probably told you this story and he's like what i'm like the guy tells the same story every single time and he doesn't take any action and i said it is a pretty damn good story but it's not real so mm -hmm. with it. taking action okay next question beside rich dad or dad what is one book that you've read and you consider a must read okay let me think um I would probably say traction because yes. no business is a business without systems. And I feel like I love systems. I just love, I can't even explain it. It's just, it's a great book. If you don't know, yep. <laughs> it's I a great book so, yeah. for just learning the basic fundamentals on how to structure your business, how to make it more efficient. And just like, if you have no idea what you're doing, I think it's a great book to implement in your business. So guys listening in EOS, entrepreneurial mm. operating system. That's exactly what you need. Mm -hmm. so ava this is uh true for you more than anybody else uh we ask this to people who are 50 and 60 and we'll ask it to you as well what do you want to be when you grow up which means five or ten years down the road where do you see you in your business okay so i see myself owning some apartments but i see myself instead of just investing in real estate i think i'm going to be moving more into investing in businesses love that that's where I see myself. Definitely. We we both own businesses. So I understand 100%. Yeah, mm -hmm. no doubt. All right, cool. So normally at this point, we ask how to get a hold of you, but I already gave you the shout out there. So guys, mm -hmm. you heard earlier, track down Ava Jurgens on Instagram and reach out yep. because I'm sure that she could absolutely help you guys out, grow your social media presence, and hopefully bring more value um, in whatever your journey you're embarking on. Mm -hmm. So- we hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Cashflow Kings podcast. In between podcasts, check out our website on thecashflowkings.com and give us a follow on Instagram to follow our daily content under the handle The Cashflow Kings. Cheers to your success. The Cashflow Kings podcast is for basic entertainment purposes only. Do not give official legal, tax, or investment advice.